Hi, this is Relate to the Bible podcast with Deborah Styling, a podcast that helps listeners realize the Bible is still relevant in the 21st century. This Bible to self-connection is not for the attention we can milk out of it. Moreover, when you fast, be not as the hypocrites of a sad countenance, for they disfigure their faces that they may appear unto men to fast. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. But thou, when thou fastest, anoint thine head and wash thy face, that thou appear not unto men to fast, but unto thy father, which is in secret. And thy father, which seeth in secret, shall reward thee openly. Matthew 6, verses 16 through 18. I remember when I was little, the neighbor kids and I would gloat in front of others by saying things like, ha, 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 I have a new bike and you don't. These statements were to bring about the envy of some and the admiration of others. Well, as Christians, we can be tempted to show off for the very same reasons. I realized through this passage that God doesn't want me to be a martyr, getting the attention of others when I fast or do things for him that draws too much attention to me. There's the possibility that I might get caught up in trying to be a show-off Christian so others will see how pious I am. I fast on Ash Wednesday and Good Friday because it's my way of trying to focus on all the suffering Jesus went through for us. When I fast, I need to make sure not to draw undue attention to myself. That's exactly what would happen if I sat around with others at work and made it very apparent that I wasn't eating anything. Now I develop a plan to do it in a manner that doesn't let anyone else know what I'm doing. The feeling I get when we read the Bible is that anything we do for God should be done privately. Drawing attention to ourselves and what we are doing for him is counterproductive. It takes away from our gestures for God and we should, and it should be done out of pure love and not for the attention we can milk out of it. The following Bible to World connection I made is called I'm Banking on Jesus. Lay not up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust, rust doth corrupt and where thieves break through and steal. But lay up for yourself treasures in heaven where neither moth or rust doth corrupt and where thieves do not break through nor steal. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. That's Matthew 6, verses 19 through 21. I think my faith in Jesus is like a savings account. But the bank isn't here on earth, it's in heaven. My belief in Jesus is the minimum investment a Christian has to make to get the special savings account. This investment can lie there dormant with no additional deposits made and eventually be put in the inactive file. Or I can make deposits by things I do as an example of how Jesus works in my life or my daily prayers, reading the Bible each day or befriending others. Now, thieves can steal the money from the banks on earth, but the only one who will take away the money from my heavenly account is me by leading a worldly life that leads me astray. If I'm planning on having a good nest egg built up in my salvation account, then I should be more focused on leading a Christian life reflecting this goal. The first portion of this podcast is called Old Threat Christian. Um, it's from a post that I put on a blog I felt led to create called Types of Christians. You can find that at https colon double backslash types of Christians t 
T-Y-P-E-S-O-F-C-H-R-I-S-T-I-A-N-S dot blogspot, C-L-O-G-S-P-O-T dot com. It's a place where I put examples of personal connections I get sometimes when I'm reading the Bible. Do I get personal connections every time I'm reading the Bible? No. But there are times where I read certain passages and God has something that connects. And sometimes it's to something I've done, something I've seen, something in my life, something I've watched on TV, book I read, something like that. And, and I have different connections that I get from things I'm reading. And it beyond the biblical meaning of the passages, which is important unto itself, it's also a personal connection, kind of like from God through the Bible to me. And it makes the things I'm reading much more relevant to my life. And I'm hoping that when you hear examples like this, it'll allow you to have connections at times that are relevant to you. Not in the same way as mine are, but a way that's special for you. Anyway, the passage that I have connected to Old Rec Christian is from Proverbs 16, verse 3. Commit thy works unto the Lord, and thy thoughts shall be established. Boredom arises sometimes when I have had too much time on my hands. Sure, I could get up and do the laundry, the dishes, or clean the bathroom. Yeah. Obviously, those don't appeal to me as something to do during those rare times when I'm not busy. What I've ended up doing more times than I'd like to admit is watching TV and I eventually get a bag of some type of snack to man munch on to keep my hands busy. During those times, it seems like before I know it, most of the bag is gone. Was I hungry? No. I just aimlessly munched my way through the bag. I wish I could tell you that I no longer do this now that I turn my stress, my eating, and my life over to my Lord and Savior. Unfortunately, there are times that I fall back into that old rut. I would be much better off with knitting or crocheting with my hands rather than downing a bag of some type of crunchy snap. What would be even better is if I turned the TV off and talked to God about my wanting to eat when I'm not hungry. Sometimes I do this, but there are still times when I start to fall back into what that old rut and engage in one of my vices. I don't want to be an old wreck Christian who is led astray by human vices when I have so much time on my hands. Commit thy works unto the Lord, and thy thoughts shall be established. Proverbs 16, verse 3. I also want you to know that since this is an example of the positive influence God has made on my faith walk with Christ, this may not reflect the whole meaning of the passages that I share with you. The last portion of this podcast is called A Pinch Me Christian. And the passage I have connected to that is from Lamentations 3, verses 22 to 23. It is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed because his compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. I had been a compulsive overeater for most of my life. I turned to food to solace my aching soul when I was stressed or worried about things out of my control. Although I turned to food, it never comforted me the way that Christ can. Christ has given me a calmness when situations arise, knowing that he, in his infinite mercy, will be there to guide me throughout the situations that arise. 
This piece is even more significant than the weight loss that got allowed in my life. I feel like I'm a pinch me Christian because it feels too good to be true. Fortunately for me, it is. Christ showed me how food had become a false god in my life because I turned to it, not to him. Now the Lord fills my life with peace that only he can give, even when faced with turmoil. It is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed because his compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. Lamentation 3, verses 22 through 23. I want you to know that since this is an example of the positive influence God has made on my life through the Bible, this podcast that I shared with you may not reflect all of the whole meaning of the Bible verses and passages I have shared. They're just how this particular Bible verse or passage related to my life and how it makes the Bible more personal to me in my daily walk with Christ. Thank you for joining us at Relate to the Bible. I look forward to you joining us next time where you will hear more examples of how you can relate the Bible in ways that are especially meaningful to you.